challenge for me this morning is we're going to be looking at Christmas. And you've all heard the Christmas story, like, I don't know, how many times? I mean, I've been alive, yes, anyway, let's not talk about how long I've been alive. A long time. And I've been hearing the Christmas story since, you know, I was a tiny tot. Um, and it's so, so super fam familiar to me. I mean, I don't even need to look at the Bible to tell you pretty much all the details of the Christmas story. And I know, you know, you've, you've heard so many sermons and so many talks and, you know, talks at school assemblies and all sorts of places about the Christmas story. So what can I say that is, is, is new? Um, well, I think as I was planning and preparing this, one of the things that I've been trying to do in my own kind of times with God is just try and engage with the Bible characters as characters. So instead of reading it like you know a storybook and just kind of reading it through trying to kind of think what would that character feel like what would they be thinking what would be going on with them and trying to kind of engage with them as as people because they were all living breathing people that you know one day i hope to meet in eternity so i want to engage with them as people well maybe not everybody's going to be met in eternity i don't think king Herod's going to be there but um <laughs> most of the other christmas characters are going to be with us in eternity so we want i wanted to try and engage with them as real real people not just as a story on a page and so i guess this morning i'm going to invite you into my journey of that and kind of what i feel god's been saying to me through that and i hope through that you get something from it as, as well. Um, but before we get into the characters, the specific characters of the story, actually, is that all right if I take this off? Because it's really hard to speak with it on. I know I'm all quite a distance from you. If, if you feel uncomfortable and want to move back, that's absolutely fine. Um, but before we get into the characters, just let's remind ourselves that there was this gap, wasn't there, between the Old and the New Testament of around 400 years. 400 years where it felt like to the people of God they hadn't had God speaking to them. 400 years of waiting for the Messiah. 400 years that felt like silence to them. 400 years where the, you know we don't have scripture to fill in that gap uh, at all. Um, I mean there are some apocryphal uh, bits that fill in some of the history of that but there isn't scripture um, as we know it that fills in, that, in the gap. No prophetic voices speaking in that time. No angelic visitations in that time. A time where God's people had to hang on and wait and hopefully watch and be ready for what God was going to do. Living on the promises of that there was going to be this coming king, this coming messiah. So I am going to read quite a bit of scripture today, so uh, no apologies for that. You're just going to have to hold your hats and bear with me. So I'm going to start. Yes, I am reading from the Passion, though, so if it, you know, it might not be as similar as some of your, your own, because it's written in kind of more everyday language, and I quite like it because I'm an everyday kind of girl. So um, <coughs> Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 5, says... During the reign of King Herod the Great over Judea, and King Herod was basically a, a Roman puppet. He wasn't a Roman, but he was a Roman puppet. Um, you know, so he was in power because the Romans kind of were okay with him being in power. There was a Jewish priest named Zechariah who served in the temple as part of the priestly order of Abijab. 
His wife, Elizabeth, was also from a family of priests, being a direct descendant of Aaron. That, and if you remember, Aaron was Moses' brother who led the people out of Israel. They were both lovers of God, living virtuously and following the commandments of the Lord fully. But they were childless since Elizabeth was barren, and now they were both quite old. I wonder whether that's a way of saying, in biblical speak, they were over the hill and past childbearing years. <laughs> a kind of nice way of putting it. <laughs> One day, while Zechariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as a priest, it happened by casting of lots according to the custom of the priesthood that the honour fell upon Zechariah to enter into the holy place and burn incense before the Lord. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear. But the angel reassured him, saying, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you. For I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to name him John. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness. Many will rejoice because of him. He will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to their Lord, their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner, with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children, and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Zechariah asked the angel, How do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce to you this good news. But now since you did not believe my words, you will be stricken silent and unable to speak until the day my words have been fulfilled. At their appointed time and a child is born to you. That will be your sign. Meanwhile, the crowds outside kept expecting him to come out. They were amazed over Zechariah's delay, wondering what could have happened inside the sanctuary. When he finally did come out, he tried to talk, but he couldn't speak a word. And they realized from his gestures that he had seen a vision while in the holy place. He remained mute as he finished his days of priestly ministry in the temple and then went back, back to his own home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for the next five months. She said with joy, See how kind it is of God to gaze upon me and take away the disgrace of my barrenness. So, the first character we're going to look at is Zechariah. Zechariah, who's described in the Bible, in the first bit, as lovers of God living virtuously and following the commandments fully. So we meet him, a godly man, a man who had tried to follow God's way, a, a man who him and his wife were recognised as, as following God's way, way, both of them from priestly families, but obviously in those days only the guys got to actually be the priests. Um, so he was the one carrying 